The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. Let's go, baby! Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Wednesday, December 13th, 2017, Season 13, Episode 90. Welcome to another edition of The Break. I'm Derek Eagleton, the real host of The Break. and um, You came back with a nice tan from the Bahamas. It was snowing <laughs> in New York. <laughs> anyway, <Wow. laughs> um, after a lot of work and, uh, and a lot of promotion of what we do as a group, I'm back in studio now and ready for the show to resume. How about that? What a nice way to phrase. What about tomorrow? Are you going to be here tomorrow? I will not be here okay. tomorrow. <laughs> I'm out again tomorrow. Consistency. But yeah, but uh, but Amber, she's now professional at this, and so she should be able to hold it down. She can kill it. She and uh, Dave, Nick, you're out with me tomorrow, mm-hmm. so we, yeah, we're doing we'll do management type things tomorrow, oh, and yeah? we'll leave uh, Amber and Dave to handle this oh, show. Okay, cool. Should be fun. The youth. The millennials. <laughs> It'll be the millennial show of the break. And uh, Nick and I will be doing other things tomorrow. Speaking you? of millennials, tomorrow. So we're going to miss tomorrow's show? Yes, we are going to miss tomorrow's show. I'm going to miss. I don't know about you. I'm definitely missing tomorrow's show. I think you should host tomorrow. Is that right? Yep. I think you should be the birthday host. It'll be your party tomorrow. Okay. Happy Mr. birthday to Dave. I'll just do the, I'll just, Marco Murray. I'll just do the whole thing. Yeah. It'll be fun. That'll be great. I'll listen. Okay. Wait, a, no, I probably won't listen. It's been a I'll week, listen later. Week of birthdays around here. It has. Brian had his birthday. Amber had her birthday. Now Dave's going to have his birthday. Is there somebody else coming up this week? No. Later this week? Mickey. Oh, Mick. When is it? It already happened. You were gone. Did I miss it? It was Monday? Monday? Yep. Gosh, I missed it. That's okay. I had to go by and do something nice for him or say something. We're having a nice birthday today. Yeah, he's lunch. going. Yeah. It'll be fun. It'll be Did awesome. you guys give any input on where we're going to lunch today? This is all on air, you know that? <laughs> oh, sorry. I kind of forgot we were on air. Okay. Just, just kind of talking. I, I figured everybody else might want to join us there at lunch, too, right? That'd be fun. I'm thinking me, Casina, personally. Oh, yeah. That's but we'll see. We'll see. Let's do it. All right. Let's uh, let's talk some Cowboys football. Um, let's talk about the Oakland Raiders. Cowboys have a unique opportunity at this point. Uh, they're still alive despite everything that's happened this season. Still alive at 7-6. and six. This week's challenge is to go to Oakland and beat the Oakland Raiders, who, if you look at any team in the NFL that I think parallels the Cowboys, it's the Oakland Raiders. And I'm thinking more from a big-picture standpoint. Last year, how both teams kind of popped onto the scene, had great seasons. You had young quarterbacks. You had teams that were kind of – their defenses were a little bit iffy, but the offenses were just humming last year. And then this year, things go wrong for both teams, I think, and they end up kind of in a very similar situation. Oakland, ironically, I think is still in position to possibly win their division. I'm not positive about that. Theoret- I don't know. Theoret- Theoretically, they're not, they're not mathematically eliminated from winning no. their division at this point. No. Um, and the Cowboys, obviously, in the same kind of situation, although they aren't necessarily in the driver's seat, they still are theoretically in contention for a playoff spot. Um, and now they meet up on Sunday night football this week. Yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to say to all that. Like, I I agree. I guess. I mean, I think I think the Raiders are a team that had high expectations. So so did the Cowboys. And you know, and this is the nature of the NFL. I mean, Dave 
they've had the list the other day of like 63 players that are like really, really good players that are not playing for whatever reasons for their team. And I don't know if the Raiders are these teams across the league or just these two teams. No, I don't think the Raiders actually have. Well, it's funny that you say that they well, they well, they might they might on Sunday because it remains to be seen if Amari Cooper is going to play at all for the rest of the season. Is he good? Sunday night. He's He's not good. good. Not this year. Well, he's a good receiver. We we spent 10 minutes talking about how much Dez dropped off. I got some numbers for you right here. Really? As it stands stands right now, Amari Cooper has 42 catches for 499 yards, five touchdowns, which you remember. In how many games? um, Crap. I mean, he's been in and out, but – We'll find it. Well, yeah, pull it up for me. It's he's he yeah, he's been there for most of okay. Um average of eleven point nine yards per reception, which Dez is at eleven point seven. Carr's missed some time though, too, which could affect Carr Amari Cooper. They both are having bad years, yeah. both probably as a result of injury. Cooper's got this ankle that he can't shake. Carr hurt his back earlier in the year. Carr's having a bad year. He's averaging 226 yards a game. He's completing 63% of his passes. He's thrown 18 touchdowns and 10 picks. Ooh. He's not – I mean, they're not playing well. They're not. And I, Is this about their running game? I think, honestly – If you I, compare it to last year, like what went wrong compared to last year, how, how well their offense are playing. We know this year the Cowboys, it's, it's a lot about Ezekiel Elliott. What has been their thing that's different this year? I think it's their quarterback. That's what I'm trying to tell you. That he's just bad this year relative to last year. It's one of those things. It reminds me a lot of Demarcus Lawrence, where like he got dogged for two years. He didn't play very well. He was hurt. He had a back injury. He played through it for the good of his team. It's we like I, you know, it's hard to say this because Derek Carr's still playing, but like I assume he's not at a hundred percent. There's no. I just refuse to believe you could play at an MVP level. I mean, he was in the MVP conversation before he broke his fibula. He missed the last two weeks of the season. He wasn't there for the playoffs. Oh, they were people thought they'd go deep into the playoffs sure. before he got hurt. Yeah, sure. Last year, Gosh. hurt his back. I don't think he's been the same guy. What like, point did he hurt his back this year? This this was in October. Okay, and he missed a few weeks. He came back. He's been playing ever since. But again, I mean, all right. I mean, nineteenth in total offense, fifteenth in passing offense. 20 and to your point 26 in rushing offense 21st in scoring offense they're only averaging 20 points per game mm-hmm. um he has not been lighting the world on fire and like i said for him to drop from an mvp level the offensive line's all still there i mean i mean donald penn awesome melly gabe jackson who they gave a big uh, contract extension to over the summer right guard marshall newhouse like it's the same dudes who were just mauling people last year and Marshawn Lynch, I don't know that he's the same guy he was when he was in Seattle, but he's still an effective running back. And so I look at it, and I'm just like, quarterback's not playing at the level that you thought he was when you gave him all that money. You talk about that offensive line. Uh, this year, they're 26 in sacks allowed. They've given up 21 sacks, which can't be good for a quarterback with a nailing back, right? No. And and so, and I would suspect, I don't know the number right offhand, I would suspect he was not getting hit that often last year, that may be another reason that's contributing to uh, some of the, the the difficulties that they're experiencing. And and wow. as we are, what, what was the, the stats are ugly. I mean, uh, you know, we don't like to take games away. And this might be a point that Dave would would have made here, but he had eleven catches, two hundred and ten yards. Two. You're touchdowns. talking about Cooper? Yeah. Okay. Cooper. I know y'all were talking about Carr. I yeah. was just looking at these Cooper stats. He's he's played twelve games. 
He has a 210-yard game with two touchdowns and 11 catches. Like, that was amazing. How long ago? That'll that was the Kansas City wild first game. One, yeah. yeah. October. Um, but he's got 289 yards in the other 11 games. Whoa. Back up. Yeah. Oh, he's been 289 bad. yards hey, so in my math 11 is right, games. I'm trying to do quick math here. 499, 210 in one game. So 289. Oh, he's had a bad year. And, and three touchdowns. That's what I'm saying. Uh, like you can you can say he's good. That's remarkably bad. Like a lot more on his no no game more than done. 62 yards. But against the Chiefs, 210 with the world watching on Thursday night, that was a great game. And this is and they one needed of, every bit of it. You know, this was one of the most explosive offenses in the year like, yeah, the league yeah. last year. Derek Carr, like I, for the third time, he nearly won the MVP or was at least in the so, in consideration. Was for Latavius it. Murray their runner last year? Yes. Okay. So do the Cowboys? Want Cooper to play or not? I mean, maybe they you should. Yeah, you you probably do. you probably want to go in and well, you know, you he's got five touchdowns. I mean, he's still kind of he's still. I don't. The fact that he had a two hundred yard receiving day says that it's possible. Like, yeah, he's capable of doing that. And you know how the luck is of this team. If there's something that's that that can be exploited, sometimes you end up in a bad situation and it gets exploited. Mm-hmm. I just, uh, I mean, they made they made that Denver offense look all world in in week two. So, yeah. I in researching this scouting report, yeah. there are people that say he might not play again the rest of the year. Like I don't, oh. so we'll see. I don't know what you know. It's too. It was. It's early in the week. It's only Wednesday. Nobody's practiced yet. That's something to keep an eye on. But the other thing with that is like, as this all tends to kind of snowball, quarterback's not playing well. The offensive line hasn't been great. Cooper's not great. And then after Amari Cooper, like this. Is he their leading receiver? No, he's not their leading receiver. Who's leading their receiver? leading receiver is Jared Cook. Okay. And then uh, Michael. Tight end? Yeah. Michael Crabtree is there as well. But like. At, Without a chain? It will. Well, I, just don't wear it on the field, dude. I don't get it. <laughs> Deads, don't wear your diamond studs Debo on the stole field. his chain. Jordan Lewis, if we're asking. Jordan's going to steal the Who's chain. Who's going to be, though? Yeah. My thing is, is so. this for as dynamic as they were last year with Amari Cooper either out or hobbled, I'm just not afraid of most of the – I mean, okay, Jared Cook, he burned the Cowboys in the playoffs. I get that. He's a good player. He's got 621 yards. He's averaging 13 yards per catch. But, like, if that's your best option – If tight end's your best option, then is it's going to be hard for you to yeah. move the ball consistently. Michael, Michael Crabtree's got – he's sitting on 500 yards. Like, the, I mean, a lot like yeah. the Cowboys – there ain't, there ain't a lot there in terms of just like this amazing pa- dynamic passing production. After after Cooper, you go Crabtree and then Corderell Patterson, who is like, I'm sorry, but he's the epitome of looks like Tarzan, plays like Jane. Like that guy doesn't uh, – he's yeah. never done much for me. He's a great he, – he has at times been a great kick returner. He's way more likely to like get an end around – than go down the field and catch a football in yeah. my, you know. Um talk to me a little more about Marshawn Lynch. Is he is he a guy that is not getting like we talked about the fact that they are twenty sixth in rush yards per game. Is that more a function of them not running him enough? Like is his are, are his yards per carry um high enough that it suggested if he got more carries they'd have a more productive running game or is this just simply a situation where they're just not running the ball well at all? See and I watched the Chiefs game, which they were atrocious. And he looked like Marshawn Lynch to me. 
I mean, they were running power power runs and trap stuff. He's cutting field back, bulldozing over linebackers. Um, and, I mean, it, it wasn't like he was great. Obviously, they they didn't score any points until late in the third quarter of that game. They lost 20, 29 to fifteen or twenty six to 15, twenty six to fifteen. Um, but he still he looks like the same guy to me. He's got six hundred yards on the year, seven touchdowns. Uh, if you watched him play the Giants two weeks ago, he had a 60-yard touchdown run. Like mm-hmm. He can still do that stuff. Um, it just hasn't been there for whatever reason. Uh, and, and, you know, the offensive line, maybe that's that's part of it, like you said, 26 in sacks. Um, but for them to only be rushing for 91 yards a game seems weird to me. Um, like I said, I don't think Marshawn Lynch is the same guy, but I don't think he's dropped that far off that it's predominantly on him. All right, so tell me the one thing, if there's one thing that you can isolate and say, if they are productive offensively, this will be the reason why. This is the one thing that they do well that they could possibly exploit uh, against this Cowboys defense. Well, I'm Marshawn's averaging 4.2 yards per carry, just for whatever that's worth. Um, That's a pretty decent average. I'm happy that Anthony Hitchens and Sean Lee will both be – that was my main impression from watching them play was like – Marshawn Lynch will be a problem for this team if Lee and Hitchens aren't playing well. Mm-hmm. But they've played well all year, so that seems that's great to me. And they're because, both out there. Yeah, no. So that's what I'm watching because for whatever – I mean, wh- wherever you want to assign the blame, the Oakland passing game just doesn't have it at all this year. I mean, I, don't, that, I didn't see anything that particularly scares me, especially if Amari Cooper's not playing. Do they tend to be better at home or on the road, or does it matter? They're they're pretty much the same team regardless. Well, they're six and seven, so I, I don't have that offhand. I'm sorry, you stumped me. I I their team or their offense, either one. Uh, I looked this up. They're um, they're four and three at home. So the same team. That's yeah. I on mean, the home if, as they are. If you're below five hundred, you're probably. I doubt you're just. I mean, I guess. You know what? The year the Cowboys went twelve and four, they went undefeated on the road and four and four at home. I guess that's possible. Yeah. But if you're below five hundred, you're probably well. I mean, look at the, the Cowboys are a much year. better team on the road with their record. Yeah. You know the Cowboys are four and three, uh, or two actually four and two. You're right, four and on two the road, yeah. on the road. So I guess that's. I don't think of it that way because both their road losses are just beatdowns. But I guess that's true. Yeah. I mean, you, you guys have made me scared. I haven't been to <laughs> Oakland, but I'm just afraid of I, – I don't believe much in home field advantage, mm-hmm. but <laughs> – what? That, that conversation yesterday. You guys scare me. I, I'm, I'm that afraid is a scary of stadium. Uh, the black hole. I don't know what the black hole is, but – I'm excited. I don't know about the I'm exciting. sure you are. This is going to be this is going to be your one and only chance to see like they won't be there the next time the Cowboys play the Raiders. That's true. This is the last opportunity. <laughs> I don't what? I'm clapping. Glad that. that that's the last time oh. we'll have to be in that stadium. This is the last time we get to go. Well, have to go? No, cuz we'll probably play there in the preseason. We might. Oakland is a is an interesting place. I know. It's a very it's interesting a, place. It's a dump. I've been to Oakland Alameda Coliseum. It's a dump. But it's <laughs> it's cool though. Like the black, you know, we I've never been there when the Raiders were at least relevant. I know they're not good this year, but yeah. like the fans should It would have be been there. cool to go last year. Yeah. yeah but cool. you know, it'll be a night game. The, I feel like the Raiders probably haven't played a lot of primetime games in the last decade or so. They haven't this been is good a, enough to deserve it. But this is a rival game, you know. 
This is a rival. The fan base is. This don't is a like rivalry for the, for this fan base, and you know, in, in particular. So, uh, this is a big deal. You know, when, when we go to Oxnard every year for training camp, you can tell there's there's two teams that people really care. There'll be Oakland. There are Oakland fans that come to our practice, our training camp. You'll see some Oakland oh, yeah. jerseys uh, during our, our training camp in Oxnard. Yeah, that was interesting. But that'll be honestly, that'll be that's the same in either place. Like when Oakland comes to play here, there are a lot of. Uh, Raider fans in the in the audience at the Cowboy at AT and T Stadium. Same thing when we go there. There will be a lot of Cowboys fans there. So. Yeah, well, most Raiders. I think to <laughs> Nick's <laughs> to Nick's point though, like the Cowboys are team. There's Oakland, San Francisco, and then the Cowboys, and we'll see what happens with the Rams now that they're back. But those are the three, and so I know all the Cowboys fans that live out on the West Coast, like this is a big deal for them to have bragging rights over those West Coast oh, yeah. teams. So no I doubt mean, about it. we haven't pl- played a regular season game there since 2005. Oh, I'm thinking about preseason. We've we played have. a lot of preseason yeah, games. Yeah, we have. All but. I know is when we walk down to do our post game, you guys are going to – I'm going to be in between – you guys, I need someone in front of me. Hey, I'm gonna. I will tell you this: Oakland <laughs> is that is the only stadium. Stop it, Nick. That is the only stadium in the league where I've walked in the stadium and smelled marijuana. Like I was like, "Is this okay?" Like I'm smelling this in a stadium. Is this okay? And that's Oakland for you. Like, I'm gonna go get a picture with the gorilla. Oh, I thought you were the... gonna say you're gonna go take a toke. I was like, "That's not good." Well. I'm not gonna. Say not that. a good idea. I'm not gonna say that. Yes. Here. Okay, good. Just not gonna tell anybody. <laughs> I'm gonna go get a picture with the gorilla guy and the skull guy and all the crazy. Is people. the skull guy still there? I, I don't know. I don't I'm gonna go check it anymore. out. I want to see him. Hmm. Darth Vader. Yeah, and the, I think there's a chef. Maybe I don't know. There's a lot of stuff. A going. Chef. There's a lot of stuff going on in the. But Bible. aren't they supposed? <laughs> supposedly, they're not nice. Well, they're not nice to the opposing team. Yeah, but I don't... What's that got to do with me? I think they'll be okay. Honestly, I don't think Oakland is as bad... Honestly, I don't think Oakland's near as bad as Philly fans. Eagles. In my opinion. I've only had eggs thrown at my bus in one place. Right. Philly fans are much different. Like, they are on a whole different level than anybody else. The Oakland fans, yeah, they root hard for their team. It's more fun. You might get stuck if you say something crazy. But, hey, it happens, right? So, you know. In Philly... Stuck. Yeah, no, I got gotcha. you. <laughs> second, second year covering the team in Philly was 2000. I was on the sideline at the end of the game. Randall Cunningham was the quarterback for the Cowboys that mm-hmm. day. And all of a sudden, something hit me in the bottom of the foot. And I like looked down, and there was a, there was a like D-sized battery thrown. Glad it from, just hit your foot. Oh, I know. I mean – Ridiculous. And this was this was in Philly. In Philly, that makes sense. That so makes all, all that stuff world. about the Seattle and the beer thrown on the guy, whatever. Yeah. No, Philly is a whole different level. Like those fans are crazy. Like, yeah. But I think I think Oakland's fun. It it'll be a fun game. It'll be a fun atmosphere. I guarantee. You on a Sunday night, it will be a fun atmosphere. It's, I hope so. It's There'll unique be because on. unlike all the other stadiums, there's typically three to four ways to get on the field, but there's only one. And so it, you gotta go and you got to yeah. you walk right in the middle of the Raiders sideline so you have to go all the way around one way or the other and, and don't we have to go don't you have to go through the fans when you come down the elevator you have to go through the fans to get to the field if the elevator's working <laughs> I'm pretty sure we have to go through the fans that was it's, it's a dump yeah it'll be it's fun though so I shouldn't wear blue nah sure wear blue <laughs> nah, I'm gonna leave my you shouldn't have to worry about that like There'll be other things you should probably be worried about, but you don't have to worry about somebody making like what? It. Huh? <laughs> Just saying. Like, it could be a rough day. It could be a rough mm-hmm. day. What was the, the last time we were there, the kid from Akron 
was the quarterback who like it was pre, it was preseason or it was for Ken, them no for us Akron it was like our it was Tanny that's who it was right mm. Tanny mm. Tanny time yeah tried to lead a like last second comeback against them I think they won yeah I don't think it worked out for him we we're gonna do throwback Thursday tomorrow and we're gonna pick one of the nineties games where they they won there but I I was thinking. The best memory that I have from going to Oakland was when Romo, in one drive, went from mm-hmm. "You're going to be cut," like yeah. he is going to be cut tomorrow, to there's a you know because he threw an interception on fourth down, like that's it. He's been horrible. Henson's been horrible. They just cut Quincy, like Romo. They're going to cut this Romo guy. Yeah, and it was offsides on the Raiders. Oh, so we get to extend the drive. All right, and then it just was Romo just. 12, 2, 6, 8, 14, what, marched him down the field, down the, the one, the yep. clock running out. He should have spiked it. He's decided, his instincts said, I could sneak it in and win the game. And he did. Yep. And then the term Moxie was born with him. And the, that's when Romo became Tony Romo that day in, in, in a preseason game. And, you know, it, it, it went from there. But I, I guarantee you, if he. If that there was not a holding penalty or offsides, whatever the penalty was on the Raiders, and the game ended like that, he was going to be released. Yep. So, and if you want to read more about that or hear more about that, go check out our Deep Blue from season one. Oh yeah, that was a uh, good one. What was it called? Star Crossed. Uh, something. I think it was. I think that one was Star Crossed. But it's about Quincy Carter and Tony Romo, and about that moment. I know there's a lot. Uh, we have to talk quite a bit about that moment. So. All right, let's take our first break. When we come back, we're going to get some questions. Call us, 214-872-2102 is our number. We'll try to get as many questions as we can today. I'm sure Amber hasn't gotten you guys, but I care about the fans, so we're going to take some time to talk to you guys and let you guys give some uh, feedback and give us some questions, and we'll talk about that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. It can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. What does it mean to be a Dallas Cowboys fan? It means you've got the passion and the heart to do your part supporting the boys no matter what. That's why when the game's on the line, you're on your feet, whether you're at home or in the stands. Actually, you're more than a fan. You are a member of Cowboys Nation, and so is AT&T, doing their part to keep you connected to America's team all season long. AT&T is a proud member of Cowboys Nation. Ice cold Dr. Pepper and the Dallas Cowboys go way back. They belong together, like Texas in football, silver and blue, shotgun formations and Hail Marys. Having a Cowboys football party without Dr. Pepper is like having Thanksgiving without the Cowboys. Basically, we wouldn't recommend it. So next time you have a tailgate, home gate, or whatever else kind of gate, grab some ice-cold Dr. Pepper for you and your friends to enjoy. It's a Dallas Cowboys tradition. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. To work this big land, you need equipment with values rooted as deep in Texas soil as you are. Like John Deere compact tractors with a six-year powertrain warranty and big features that help you work less so you have more time to do what you love. John Deere was first in the Texas fields, and we're proud to be on the field as the official ag and turf equipment of the Dallas Cowboys. Find Texas-sized deals at myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. Terms, conditions, exclusions, and warranty limitations apply. See below for details. Back 
to the break. Welcome back. It is the second segment of The Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. We're talking Cowboys versus Raiders. Cowboys will take on the Raiders this Sunday. It's Sunday night football, 7.30 p.m. Central Time. Um, make sure you check it out. The Cowboys are on a two-game two game winning streak now. Yep. Two-game winning streak. Need to win five in a row in order True. to even have a shot at the playoffs. Uh, so we'll see if they can continue their winning ways this week. And, of course, next week they get Ezekiel Elliott back. That is the, the big thing. If they can get past this week, then you feel a lot better about those final two games. Is it mathematical that they're out if they lose another one, or is it just like such a slim think I think I yeah. think mathematically they're out if the teams above them also win. Yeah. Because really the, the big thing is those three teams in the NFC South. You need – Right now, if the Cowboys went out, you need one of those teams to lose two of their three final games. Yeah. And and so if you lose another one, then I think it, it kind of creates a scenario where even with that, I don't think you get in. Yeah. So I think you're probably probably done. Good. Just keep winning. Keep like winning. Absolutely. Year. If nothing else, just get to that final game and make it count like to where it, it actually matters. And if it doesn't work you know, out, then it doesn't work out. You know. And with the Eagles, you know, playing without wins, I mean, I. I I still think that they're going to be good. You guys feel sorry for the Eagles at all? I feel the fans, Eagle fans, I should say. I feel sorry for the Eagles and Carson Wentz. I don't feel don't? sorry. Hold on, hold on. Rewind it back about you know why 10 minutes. I'm standing on the sideline. I got hit by a battery. Yeah, I feel real sorry for you. No, but here's the thing. like You have a good team and a good young quarterback, yes. and he got hurt on a play that didn't count. Right. Sorry. And and they were. This is the thing. But I told you the crazy they were part lose is two in a row. You did. The and crazy they did. part. The, the game crazy and part the quarterback. Is, back to back. <laughs> they didn't lose the game though. They lost the previous game before that. That's what I'm saying. Oh, um, sorry. They're gonna they're gonna have two big losses in two straight weeks. Got it. But okay. the thing about it is that's been the history of. You can make that anyway. Is <laughs> they all? It seems like whenever they get on a roll and they think yes, this is going to be our year. Like they are the only team in the division that's not won a championship. And every time it seems like they get into a position where they think they have something rolling, it just doesn't work out for them. So, so you just got. This, if I had the drop, I would play the Clinton Dix drop. That's what I would play for that. Ha ha. Yeah. <laughs> so you got no faith that. <laughs> Thank you. You got no faith that uh, Nick Foles can. I do actually. Made the Pro Bowl in Philly in 2013. See, that's the thing. I you think they're going to go deep in the playoffs with Nick Foles? They're a good know. football team. They're a good football team. Carson Wentz is is really good. Yes, but I want you to tell me. They're a good team. Who I'm a believer that that offense flows because Wentz makes some throws that are exceptional throws. And I don't think Nick Foles. Do can make. do I think it's gonna happen? No, but I want you to tell me who you just are like. That's the NFC team right there. That's the one. No, it's not that. I just think that with Wentz, they're right up there at the top. Without Wentz, I think there are probably four teams. If not, maybe more that are better than them without wins. When it's be good. when it's all said and done, whatever the six team NFC field is, I I feel like it could be anybody's day. Like any of the six teams that make it could probably make the Super Bowl. I, I don't think I don't think the Eagles are in that category. Me anymore. I, I without wins I, with that defense the and the fact that they'll pro uh, they'll probably be playing any of their games at home. Yeah, I think so. Who are, the are you sure about out? that though? I mean. They they're not they haven't locked up anything. They got a they got a leg up. If they can get home, if they can at least get a bye week and be one game one home game away from the NFC title. Are they one game ahead of one game ahead of Minnesota? Minnesota, who consequently probably has the second worst starting. And two games ahead of, of the Rams, is that right? Yeah. Okay, so if no, they lose, no, they're three game. No, they're two games. They're two games, two games ahead of, of of them. So they, if they lose two of these final three, they won't have a bye. 
I don't think they're going to. But we'll see. We will see. I think that will be very interesting. And, I, I, again, I think they have a good team. I'm just not certain that, as we've seen this year, one player can make a huge sure. difference. Absolutely. And, and I do think Wentz is that player for them. I think there are probably a lot of other injuries they can absorb, which they have this year. They lost a left tackle, lost other good players. But I don't think they've lost a player the caliber of Wentz and what Wentz provides for them. I think that's going to be really, really key for them. We shall see. We will see. All right, let's get to some questions. You guys can give us a call. The number is 214-872-2102. You can also hit us on Twitter at Cowboys Break. We have a call from Calvin in Atlanta. Calvin, what up? Hey, what's going on, everybody? Hey, How you doing? Hey. hey, pretty good. Hey, listen, um, I know coming up they got some teams that have some really good defenses. And uh, for me, uh, when, I, when I see this team face a team that is just as physical – Defensively, as we are offensively, Linehan can't schematically get you a victory. Um, I, I think uh, as I've watched him call plays or whatever, to me it's like his his philosophy is we're going to go in and physically beat you up in 60 minutes, and if he can't do that, he can't schematically get you a, get you a victory. You know, you know I mean, we're talking about a guy who comes from Detroit where. He had possibly a top ten quarterback, arguably the best receiver in the game, and he couldn't accomplish anything. And his best play there was the jump ball, which we always see here with Dez. I, I just don't know if he can get it done. And I'm gonna throw this out there. I know it's a, it's a long shot. I'm gonna throw it out there. Need to bring Tony Romo back as the offensive coordinator. He knows the scheme, he knows the personnel, and he knows defense. Now I hang up and listen. Hey, hey Calvin, Calvin, Calvin. Yes, 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 Real yes, quick, yes. are you just to be clear, are you saying you think Oakland is a good defense? Not 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 necessarily Oakland, but okay. the last You're two. talking about the last two. I got you. Okay. Yes. Just wanted to be clear on that. All right, thanks hey, for the call. All right. Thank you. I wonder if Calvin is on Instagram. And if he is, does he follow Tony Romo? And if he does, did he <laughs> see Tony Romo laying on his couch the other day? Not coming back to be an offensive coordinator. I don't think he wants to do that. See that you, kids. Living the life. He's man. doing pretty it's good. Three thirty a.m. I'm though. leaving. I'm going to going to the office. Going to try to figure this out. It's not going to work. In fact, if he's ever going to be a coordinator, he'd be a defensive coordinator. He's not going to be an offensive coordinator. If he ever was going to be a coach, he'd be a defensive coordinator. What makes you say that? Because he he knows how to stop him. I mean, he he he, he said that before. He has said that. I mean, he said, I'll be, I mean, I, I know how to, I would rather scheme a defense than be an offensive coordinator. In fact, I've seen him be a defensive coordinator in flag football game too, but that's not <laughs> why I said that. That was just T. That was before Tony Romo. Yeah, it was T. We got this guy. Nobody knows him. His name's Tony. He's going to come out and play flag football with us, and we're going to be good. Until the playoffs, he threw five interceptions in a playoff game. True story. Ooh. True story. Ooh. Yikes. Played a team that was all all Hispanic. Spoke Spanish, and had all these plays and stuff, and just confused the hell out of everybody and him. And then they, he he kept throwing interception after interception. This is the second. I wonder if they We're now. Like, I wonder if now they have a great story. Like they're like we played Tony. Oh, Romo there's no doubt. That, there's no doubt they did. They if they they they. they probably, you think they would have noticed later? Oh, that was that guy that was prob- probably. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It was bad. It was real bad. I mean, he he'd only that was his first year, and I remember thinking like, this guy's. <laughs> Sucks. He's having a hard time with oh black football. Yeah. I don't know how he's going to do in the NFL. Yeah. yeah, so there's two Romo stories from 2004. Good. 
All right, let's uh, let's get back to uh, some questions. Let's take a question from Twitter. What will help the Cowboys defense more against the Raiders? The return of a ferocious, ferocious, mm, ferocious, ferocious, eso, pass rush, or a great run game from the offense and effective red zone scoring. Well, hell, if the Raiders are twenty six in sacks, that's nice. But I thought the Cowboys' pass rush would have more success against the Giants, so I don't know. Mm. Although I mean, but Eli doesn't get sacked a whole lot, does he? That, they are. I mean, they, you're right. They get to Carr. I mean, the Chiefs sacked him three or four times. Yeah. Um, I'm a big fan of that. Like, I I don't know from watching this. I'm okay. sure Demarcus Lawrence is going to get a ton of calls this week. Right. <laughs> did y'all talk about that? We did. Yeah, we sure. did. And we kind of disagreed. I thought that I I I like that he's kind of stood up for himself and the team. But I do wonder, is it going to have some you know, did it go too far? That's what I want. Yeah, it, when you when you when you go when you end it the way that he ended it, I think that's when there may be refs that take that personal. Now, of course, here's the other part to that. I think refs, by and large, are probably professionals, yeah. which means that as a professional, you dismiss that kind of stuff and you say, "I still got to do my job," and so it doesn't necessarily make you not make calls that you should make. Because you're a professional. You got to be looking at all that. You can't be saying, yeah. where's 90? Yeah, I, I don't. Or unless, I don't, unless they're just doing for the whole team and say, uh, yeah, exactly. Now, now, maybe that happens. But I, I honestly, I don't think that happens. I honestly think more than anything else, it's just going to wake up the league to him and he's probably going to get fined. But, fine. but that's really what it's going to do is the league will look at it and say, probably will just say he's complaining for no reason. Uh, I don't know that it will make them necessarily look at this and say, hey, what's going on here? Jason, I don't know. Maybe it Jason will. Jason Garrett seemed really upset about when he saw the video from Demarcus Lawrence. Really? No. <laughs> Not really. No. And I wonder he if— He looked at it and like— That's the other thing, though, too, is, you know, teams every week, they send a, a tape. They usually send yeah. a tape to the league saying, hey, here's some things we're seeing that are not being called the way that they should be called. And I wonder if this has been an ongoing thing for them where every week they're sending in a tape saying, hold, 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 and nothing's being called. And maybe Jason looks at that and is like, well, yeah, wasn't wrong. I'm yeah. on board with what he did. You said you're on board? Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. I'm in. I didn't have a problem with it. Nope. I thought it was funny, actually. I thought it was great. It's, immediately when he said it, though, I was like, oh, fine. He's going to get, he's going to lose some money on that one. But hey, if he's willing to do it. That's so dumb. Why, why would on, you get on, fined wait, 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 for wait, wait, that? Hold on. Hold on. I hate being this Scrooge here, but F the refs is not, it's not fine. It's not. It's not fine for, for our society. It's not. I, I really like him as a player. I like him. He's been a stand up leader. I like everything he did, but we can't say that I love it. That that's not what you do. You Wait. don't you don't cuss out authority like that. If we can't. if we were in a room with like Congress people and we're talking politics, yeah, be polite and you have a certain language. Mm. You're talking about football. I don't know football if that's guy. the right arena these what? days. Yeah, I know really that's a that horrible way. example. I was about to say I know where Dave's going day. here, like that. I'm saying in that scenario, that's the way you should. You know, watch out. You what should have you a say. certain level of decorum, yeah, right? You should. Yeah. Obviously, we're not gonna. You know, everyone knows what's happening in today's right. world. But aside from that, you're talking about football players in this kind of environment. Saying the f word, it is not a big deal in this environment. Agreed. I agree. There is a, a level of respect. I agree. But it's when not you're about upset, the word. It's about what you know what. <laughs> Four minutes. I'll, I'll tell you a little bit more why I think that way, but why I believe that way. But it, it, I just think 
it, it's not like the worst thing in the world, but I'm just saying he he has a chance to maybe hurt his team and, and himself even more by F by saying that. <laughs> F bomb. Uh, what is? That? I don't. I, I, I don't heard know. them any heard them any more than they already are. They've gotten eight holding flags all year. Yeah, that's, it's not. It's half of the okay. average. I'm just saying for this show, I, I, I y'all can say what you want, but I'm not gonna sit here and say like I loved it. That was great. Yep, cuss cuss out the refs and just just call them. No, out like that. I, get what you're, I get what you're. I get what you're saying. For it. I get what you're saying right. mainly from the standpoint. I, mainly from the standpoint of it's not good. When you say it's not good for our society, I get that because anytime there is a you know, uh, that level of disrespect shown to an authority figure, it's not a good precedent to set. I get that. I guess the point that I'm saying is I think it's uh, it was it's okay at some point for somebody to step up yes. and say something about it because I yes. think it's ridiculous that this is a this is a penalty that throughout the NFL you hear people say year after year after year, you could probably call it on every single play in every single game. And yet for seven games, the Cowboys have gotten no calls. And we have literally sat there and watched moments when these defensive linemen have been basically tackled and there's no call. So it's about time, in my opinion, somebody says something. Could he have used better words? Probably so. Could he have, could he have said it a different way? Probably so. Um, but I also think a lot of that may be born out of a certain level of frustration that, man, this is continuing to happen. You think it's going to get better at some point, but it doesn't seem to be getting better. And it's just it's a, it gets to a point where it's just a breaking point. And I think we all sometimes find ourselves in situations where we may say things the wrong way because of our level of frustration. That doesn't make it right. But it certainly happens, and oh, it certainly yeah. happens to all of us, right? Yeah. I'm and good I, at that. I, I think what also helps, I mean, for it's me— It's kind of ironic—not to cut you off, but it's kind of ironic for all people. For <laughs> yeah. You're the one like— Sneaking hey, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Go yeah. ahead. Right. <laughs> no, I was just going to say, I think it helps for me agreeing to that just because I know DeMarcus' character. And I know—had it been some other guy that is just ridiculous? I don't know. I won't, I'm not going to throw names. But <laughs> had it been somebody else, then I would have been like, oh, my God, yeah. But, you know, DeMarcus, like, yes, he's a crazy guy in some ways, but he's a, you know, he's a good guy. He has, um, what do you call these? Um, I can't think of the word, but whatever. He has <laughs> those things that make you a good person. Good so, morals, ethics. Yes, yeah. morals. So good job for him. Express yourself and... <laughs> He you did. know, if you're being if you're being um, he just mistreated, helped out, he just helped out the community. Speak up, yes, Expe speak up for your rights. He did. He did help the community out because where his fine and it'll be a hefty one is going to go somewhere <laughs> in the community. Going to help somebody. So, so the NFL does. So he got his word out there, and he's going to help the community. That yeah. sounds like a good thing to me. People helping people. There you go. All right, let's take our final break. We're going to come back. We'll get more questions. The numbers two one four eight seven two twenty one zero two again two one four eight seven two twenty one zero two or hit us on Twitter at Cowboys Break. This is. The break. It can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. 
To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. What does it mean to be a Dallas Cowboys fan? It means you've got the passion and the heart to do your part supporting the boys no matter what. That's why when the game's on the line, you're on your feet, whether you're at home or in the stands. Actually, you're more than a fan. You are a member of Cowboys Nation, and so is AT&T, doing their part to keep you connected to America's team all season long. AT&T is a proud member of Cowboys Nation. Ice cold Dr. Pepper and the Dallas Cowboys go way back. They belong together, like Texas in football, silver and blue, shotgun formations and Hail Marys. Having a Cowboys football party without Dr. Pepper is like having Thanksgiving without the Cowboys. Basically, we wouldn't recommend it. So next time you have a tailgate, home gate, or whatever else kind of gate, grab some ice-cold Dr. Pepper for you and your friends to enjoy. It's a Dallas Cowboys tradition. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. To work this big land, you need equipment with values rooted as deep in Texas soil as you are. Like John Deere compact tractors with a six-year powertrain warranty and big features that help you work less so you have more time to do what you love. John Deere was first in the Texas fields, and we're proud to be on the field as the official ag and turf equipment of the Dallas Cowboys. Find Texas-sized deals at myjohndeerdealer.com slash football. Terms, conditions, exclusions, and warranty limitations apply. See dealer for details. Back to the break. Welcome back. Final segment of The Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Nick, what you got? All I have is that TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys. It gives you 20% off your first order. It's a really good underwear. If you haven't tried it, you're just you're just being defiant at this point because we're giving it to you every single day. <laughs> Dallas Cowboys. I mean, I don't know why I'm saying Dallas Cowboys. TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys. It's good. Get it. Bye. <laughs> That's all you got. Are we mailing it in or this is all be, you got? No, definitely not definitely mailing, not it, mailing in. it in. <laughs> not mailing it in. All I'm saying is, is this doesn't necessarily need to be a daily read, but it, it is. It does need to be a daily read. Well, then you know what? If you haven't bought it by now, what what are you waiting for? You, oh, then Christmas, you're just, maybe. Then you're just you're just loyal to, to Michael Jordan. But you know what? It's okay. It's okay to break off into something different. Tommy John. All right. Good pitcher. Make sure you get some Tommy John. Surgery. Okay. Christmas time, Tommy John. Works. All right, let's get some uh, questions. 214-872-2102. Nothing. Okay. Or hit us on Twitter at Cowboys Break. You sure? I'm great. All right. We're all good. We're Phone all call. Good. Tim, Boston. Tim, what up? Oh. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. I appreciate it. Yeah. Hey, quick question. Um, if there's any area that you guys have concerns with moving forward, um, Nick, it always talks about receivers. We need that speed guy. Yes. We need those, you know, those receivers. I mean, the last couple of games, in particular the last one, you know, we had some issues catching the ball, obviously. Um, moving forward, do you see them addressing the wide receiver position at any point, whether it be the draft, free agency? I mean, free agency hasn't necessarily worked out for us too well over the last couple of years. Um, so do you think it's something we're going to address in the draft or, or – or free agency. That's sort of my question. I'll I'll listen and hang up. Thanks, guys. Thank you. I would be shocked this year if the Cowboys in the draft don't address the wide receiver position. Shocked. I'd be shocked. Having drafted two last year. And and I say in a meaningful way, what I mean by that is at least top three picks. Wow. Shocked. I'd be shocked. Shocked if they yeah, don't do that. Wow. I'd be shocked. Okay. Because I think I think this year illuminated for me at least that they are having a hard time with a reliable receiving threat, somebody that gets open regularly 
and uh, and creates opportunities. They have a lot of guys. I think they have several guys who have the ability to uh, to catch the ball in situations where it looks like they're covered, but if you throw it in the right place, they can probably make the catch. I don't know if they have a lot of guys who can get open. Like, even against man coverage, we see all the time. And I actually spent this last game spending quite a bit of time. I told you, Nick, before the game started, I was going to really focus on the receivers. Did you? There, yeah, there aren't a lot of times that you see receivers open. Part of that may be because they're not scheming them to get open. I think that's a big issue. Uh, you look at other teams and you see how, like, these teams all around the league, how many times do you see, like, all of these rub routes and and things that basically just free guys up? Like the base Cowboys don't do off. a lot of that stuff, um, in my opinion. They don't do it enough. Um, but even that being said, I don't think these receivers are the kind of receivers that get open enough and and present themselves as, as an open receiver to, to make a big play, um, as I've seen with other teams around the league. So I would be shocked, again, if they don't address that high in the draft this year. I hope you're right. Because I say this all the time, like there's so much receiver talent coming out of college football these days and you can find great receivers as late as like pick 70, 80. You don't even know. I mean, OK, Antonio Brown was like pick 150 something. That Forget that. I mean, Juju Smith-Schuster was pick 67, I think. Jarvis Landry was pick 78. Like you can find good, good players later on. So I hope you're right. I just look at it and. I don't think Dez is going anywhere. I don't think Terrence is going anywhere. Cole's got another year left on his deal. Switzer's here. I I don't think he's going anywhere. And I think Noah Brown has been impressive enough that he's not going anywhere. Really, the only but is very... Noah Brown still the same of what you already have? Sure. I, I'm just I'm I'm not worried about that. I'm looking at the numbers yeah. and I'm looking at like how you get these guys on the field. And I wonder if these guys are going to look at it and say we can get through one more year before we have to worry about this. And if we draft a guy high. We're putting somebody that we invested in on the bench, whether that's one of your big money, bigger receivers or your draft pick or whatever. Um, so I I completely agree with your logic. I just wonder if they will feel as strongly about it as you do. Here's one thing I will say. I, although Switzer is going to be on this team, Switzer has a role. And, and whether they use him as a receiver a ton or not, he's still going to be on this team because he's a return guy, right? So there's a way to be able to get a guy that you draft and you put him in there. And you know as much as they rotate receivers in and out – if he's your fourth receiver, then there's a good chance he's going to play quite a bit of snaps, right? So I think there's I think there's still an opportunity for him, and it doesn't change um, it doesn't change necessarily the, from the standpoint of the makeup of the other guys on the wide receiving court. Let's put it another way: if one of my first three picks is a wide receiver, I want him on the field all the time. Again, which that's means- okay. That's okay. Because that, that just means that Terrence will be have a limited number of snaps. Listen, and I think I'm that's fine, at, right? I'm looking at Terrence's contract right now. Uh, he's not going to get cut after this season. Right, right. But he probably will get cut after the next season. Right. So, the same. so it works, right? If, he's, so works, if, his, if his role diminishes now, quite a, a little bit next year to, to make room now. for this guy? You don't guy? sign Bryce back. You draft him now. You draft the guy now, and, the, and then he plays that role. And Switzer, you know, maybe he can do more than two catches for nine yards this year, uh, next year. And then... You know, and then then you figure out what you want to do with Dez if if you haven't already done it. Your logic, hey, I agree with both of you. I'm just saying, I wonder if they'll think maybe not. We're good, and then God, in in 2019, we're going to spend a top 50 you pick know, on a receiver. What, what, real that's quick, how they get out from under. it's tough to throw that guy in though immediately, especially if you're then worried about what are they doing with Dez's contract. Depends on how good. I, it's not hard to throw that guy in immediately if he's good. If he's a top like 60 caliber talent, I mean like receivers these like the good ones get i mean 
especially if it's a first round pick. Yeah, but the good ones are you talking about the ones that like you're right. If it's a if it's an early to mid round first round pick, then I think you're probably right. You probably can throw that guy in and expect him to play and play well immediately. I also will say though, is typically when you find a receiver that's thrown in immediately that does well, it's usually in a situation where there's another really good receiver on the team and that takes a little bit of the pressure off him rather than him coming in and being the man immediately. I think that's a big part of that. Maybe. And there's a good chance that Dez oh. will still be here, so it won't matter. You'll still have Dez on the opposite side. Right? I just look at the I look at the Cooper Cups of the world, and again, Jarvis Landry, and I could probably cut. But Robert Woods has been their main guy this year. He's He's been leading them this year as far as he's, receivers are he's concerned. He's not. I, notice I didn't say Juju because he's got A.B. He's got A.B. Robert right. Woods is not A.B. Yeah. Like that, I mean, if you're good, you can get in and play. I, that's a, I believe that. Yes, I agree. I think we're saying the same thing. I just think that it probably helps to do that a year early rather than doing it once you've already made those moves and those guys are no longer on your roster. Question for you guys. This is, I mean, it's kind of hard because just – not taking into consideration all the different factors such as contracts and money, based on the group of wide receivers that the Cowboys have right now, which ones ideally would you like to keep if you had to restart the whole group and like say, I'm 100% keeping this guy and this guy and this guy and drafting this and other And you're guy. not putting money involved? No, talent-wise, just all based on talent. If it's got nothing, so this this the, the salary cap doesn't affect anything. No, I'm just talking Des. about just talent. You're keeping Dez. Yeah, I mean Dez is the best one. I'm probably keeping Dez, Beasley, and Noah, and and I guess Switzer. Real quick about when y'all think about Terrence Williams, what's the one thing, the negative thing you think the most about Terrence? Inconsistent catching. Okay, inconsistent everything. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Did you know that he leads all Cowboy wide receivers in in catch in in like the catch percentage from the amount of targets to the catches? He's got the best one. I mean, that doesn't mean that doesn't mean everybody else hasn't been. I'm just saying. But I I'm think saying Beasley's at like fifty or sixty percent, which is ridiculous for him because he's usually up in the like eight. But how many times is Beasley like I, what that that stat you're throwing out? That's a stat to me that's about targets. Yeah. And so there are situations where the ball's – we've seen it this year where the ball's severely overthrown. Beasley's not getting up there to get that one, right? That's different than ball hits you in the chest and falls to the ground. I know. All, right? I'm, all I'm saying is for the amount of targets to – I mean, the, the percentage, you wouldn't think that he would be leading all of the wide receivers over Noah Brown, over Bryce, over Dez, who's the worst on the team – over Beasley. Oh, that is surprising. For I sure. mean, it's it's shocking that he, that he's the one at sixty seven percent. I mean, I'm not saying that he he can do a better job of getting open and making plays and all that. I just that's surprising to me. Best on the team is sixty seven percent. No, no, no. Oh. Of the wide receivers, oh, but okay. Best Keith of, Smith is the best on the best team. Best of the wide receivers. Best of the wide receivers sixty seven. That that's still not good. But that's right. why I say I would be shocked if the Cowboys don't address it. Like that's yeah, a problem. I think it needs right? to be addressed, and I I think they'll do it in the first three rounds. Um, and and I don't think they'll resign Bryce. And so, like I said, I think you just kind of ease him into it. And but let's let's flip that conversation. How much of that is the receivers, and how much of that is Dak? Yeah. Because let's remember, it's the first year Dak was put in a situation where they were putting as much on him, and he hasn't been great in some games. There have been some games where he was just wasn't great throwing the ball. So, how much do you put on the receivers versus put on Dak? I have no problem envisioning, you know. 
going to the combine, the owners' meetings, all those off-season interviews where they kind of give you hints about how they feel about things. And I have no problem envisioning, you know, a scenario where they're fine with the receivers that they have if they can get their team back to running get their running back the way it was with Zeke and maybe reinforcing the running back position, you know, getting back to what they did so well in 2016 yeah. when they had the same receivers and they were much more successful. Like, is that, it, is yeah. that, yeah, I can hear that can hear crystal it, yeah. clear in my ears. Like, I already feel like they're going to say it. So I'm with you. I, that's, I, like I said, I agree with what you're saying about the receivers, but I won't be surprised if they don't agree. Yeah, I just think, and I also think when you look at all the positions on the team that you could draft for, and I'm still a big believer in draft the best guy that's available when you come up. Um, but I think when you look at even just if you wanted to look at what you need, I don't know. I have a hard time coming up with a position that I think is way more important right now, other than maybe linebacker than wide receiver. As far as what you're going to draft, I don't think they're going to draft cornerbacks as a high priority. They've already done that. They're going to give those guys time to develop. Right? Linebacker, safety, and depending on what happens in free agency, um, offensive line. Those yeah, I don't. Again, I don't think any of those is necessarily other than linebacker because of the uncertainty of linebacker. I don't know that any of those I think is a bigger priority than wide receiver. Maybe the same. I don't know that I think one's bigger. I think they all are. That's why. Really? That's why I was saying that. Yes. What offensive line because they wouldn't start immediately so you're going to well, take a first or second round pick on a guy that's not going to start depend. that's why i said it depends on free agency if you don't have a left guard you might get a dry guy that can start right away I think, so you don't think cooper's coming back i don't know that's why i said depending on free agency he's a free agent i don't know where it's going to happen to him okay he might, he might need a left guard don't forget about tight end uh, tight end's got maybe a position in the second round maybe that, that needs to be addressed oh god another second round tight end. <laughs> i mean okay I mean, you did it 11 years ago. Witten's going to keep running that guy off. Did you see Fasano still playing in the NFL? I did see that the other day. I was looking and I looked at his stats, and I was like, wow, he's been in the league 11 years. He's a blocking tight end, essentially, but he's made a nice career for himself. Huh? No hoping Rico? If they don't like him. I mean, if this team doesn't want to use him, then I don't know what to... I don't know what to to think of that. I don't. I really don't. There's... There's much more going on. I'll just leave it at that. There's much more going on behind the scenes of this whole situation. Some people probably like him. Some people don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with a, with a training camp concussion. And he's never played. I just don't know. I, and I, I, it just it doesn't seem something. Just doesn't seem right about this. I don't. I don't know what's happened with him. And maybe there's more in, to his injury. And I just, we just haven't been told about all that so uh but no i mean they obviously like blake jarwin or they didn't want anyone else to take him so he'll be in the mix but i think you need to get him another tight end in here and i'm not saying anything about jason witten just think about hannah and swain they don't really get open and do a whole lot for you i know hannah had the greatest catch of his life the other day but i mean it just doesn't (laughs) do much i mean i think you need to get a different type of tight end in here somehow, some way. And I th- I wouldn't be surprised if that's going to be on their radar. I think it was on their radar last year. They, they did just, like they did like a few of the tight ends. This was a yeah. deep class last year. So. All right. Let's get a call from uh, Chris in Houston. Chris, what up? Hello, everybody. Thank you for taking my call. Hey. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, I agree with Dave about the safety being a higher priority than probably some of the other ones. And, no, I'm not a Jeff Heath hater. I've always I've always liked him. I just never thought of him as a starter caliber type. Um, and I don't know what happened to Byron Jones. I don't, I don't know why he hasn't, you know, been better. But uh, I did want to mention something. I called in last week talking about something going on with Electronic Arts. 
And uh, I just wanted to make sure that everybody was aware of this and that we keep pressing this issue. Electronic Arts is getting into trouble with multiple governments around the world for right. basically selling gambling to children. Okay. Right. We appreciate the Thank call. You. Thanks for the call. <laughs> now we know. Form for, yeah. Um, okay, so. He called in last week? Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. remember that. Not, not on this show. Oh, okay. I don't think. I don't remember that. Yeah, yeah I think it was the other one. Okay. Well, anyway. Um, platforms for everything. I don't think yeah. this is the one for that. This is not for us. We have a lot of this stuff to talk about. Um, let's get another question from Twitter before we end the show. Well, how are you guys expecting that the Cowboys will use Rod Smith once Ezekiel Elliott comes back? Good question. We talked about that on Cover 4 last night. I, I, go. No, no, I mean, I, I just think that's something that we really haven't discussed much. And I, I don't know if it'll be a, a huge difference because if you saw what he did in the passing game, I, I think he'll he'll probably be your third down back though. I don't think you can just load everything up on Zeke as he as he comes back. I think it's really good timing for him to be a good on the third down. I think he's your third down back. And it's a good way to ease Zeke back in. You know, exactly. they don't like just throwing guys directly in and giving them all the snaps. I don't think his, they'll do that. So I think they probably will use him. On one of his down. best plays of the game was the uh, picking up the blitz on the fifty four yard pass to Beasley. Yeah, that that was a huge play in the game, and and obviously it wouldn't have happened if he doesn't get get his guy. So. All the other touchdowns and plays he made that were great, but that one should have been on you know his one of his top three or four. I think the more important question is not when Zeke comes back, but this week against Oakland. Do you expect he'll have an increased role because of the production he had in this last game? That doesn't seem like Jason Garrett. Not really? It's I would imagine like they like they like what they got. I mean, like maybe maybe he'll see a few more carries, but like I'm, they're not gonna. I don't think they're gonna drastically change anything. I think. So- Alfred will be your first and second down guy, Rod third, and he'll get a couple series, but I bet it looks I, I thought more than anything, Rod Smith's uh, success, I thought that touchdown really just showed the maturity that we're seeing more out of Dak. I thought Dak did a great job of, of getting that play open for him and creating him a spot and, and recognizing, oh, if I move him here, look over here, throw it here, we could have a big play. And, you know, Rod did the rest, but – I thought it was a really great play for Prescott. I'll throw this out there. I get what you're saying, and it makes sense, and you're probably right, but I hope Zeke comes back in a condition where he can handle the look. Like, I, I hope that they don't have to ease him in because he's not ready for it, you know? like and it's not yeah. – I don't know if it'll be a matter of him being ready or not being ready as much as just the history of how they do things. Yeah, I know. I know. It seems like when guys come back from whatever – they tend to not just throw him in and give him a full workload. They tend to kind of ease him back in. And maybe this is different. He's already played some this season, and they're at the final two games of the season, and they feel like, hey, he's got a bunch of got a bunch of carries left that we can use. Let's get him out there. I don't know, but just historically, that doesn't seem like something that, that Jason likes to do. I agree with you. I just I hope he's I hope he's been conditioning and he's ready for a big workload whether they want to give it to him or not. I think he will be. I think he's I, coming back I, in shape. It's weird. So it's too. weird that we're we're five days away from that. I know. Like from Monday. this whole thing being over. Yeah, Monday he can be back in the building Monday. Yeah. Yep. If he wants to be. I know the days you know, it's the day off of the players, but yep. All right, we appreciate you guys joining us. We're back tomorrow. We're going to, or at least Amber and Dave will be back tomorrow. They're going to tell you all about this Oakland Raider defense and uh, break down the matchup between the Cowboys and Raiders. Till then, for Nick Eaton, Dave Hellman, Amber Garcia, I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com. Radio.
This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?